This is Make It Happen, a podcast for big-hearted creative business owners. If you're ready to build an impactful, fulfilling and sustainable creative work in life, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, a creative coach based in the UK, and you are listening to episode four of season four. I talk a lot about being a big-hearted creative and so much of the work I do is to support and encourage creatives to live big-hearted lives and run big-hearted businesses at the same time too. I'm not for everyone, but for creatives aching for wholehearted lives and heart-centered businesses, I love sharing the lessons I've learned along the way from both my own journey and from working with so many awesome big-hearted creatives too. In this episode, I want to dive into some of the things that I see getting in the way of big-hearted living and working and share some ideas for how to move past these if you're battling with any of them right now too. Number one is defining success on other people's terms. I think at the very heart of big-hearted living is doing it on your own terms and defining success for yourself is a huge part of this. I've seen so many clients and creative friends battle with the pressure to build the life they feel like they're expected to build when in reality they're aching for something much different. Once we have the freedom as business owners to build a life on our own terms, it still takes a whole lot of courage to actually do so. It's easier sometimes to make ourselves smaller so we can make other people feel comfortable with the choices we make in our work and our life. My encouragement for you is to get super specific on what success looks like for you. Maybe it's location independence, having lots of time to spend with your family, to have the freedom to do the creative work you're passionate about, doing work that you feel is purposeful, or maybe it's just being able to provide for yourself and your family doing work that is fun. Whatever it is, own what success looks like and means to you. Define what a big-hearted life looks like on your own terms. And start to find the courage to be wildly comfortable with the fact that it may not look how other people expect it to. Second is looking for answers in all the wrong places. A big part of creative living is trusting yourself and your own voice and your ideas above all others. Nothing that leaves us feeling disconnected from our truth, like consuming ideas that don't share the same values that shape the vision for our life. I found the more we can develop a strong relationship with ourselves as big-hearted creatives, the more comfortable we are with making decisions and deciphering what noise serves us and what noise doesn't along the way. A big part of this, I found, is just listening to your intuition. By learning to trust that the expert in your creative work and life is you, you waste way less time searching for answers externally when most of the time they're already within you. And when you do need external information and support, your intuition can guide you to what will serve you best. To get started here, my encouragement for you is to explore what it could look like for you to build a stronger relationship with yourself as a big-hearted creative. How can you create more space to listen to your intuition? And how can you build your confidence as the expert in your own creative life? Number three is making things harder on yourself than they have to be. There's a question I love to ask my clients whenever they're feeling overwhelmed and stuck. I ask, how could you make this easier on yourself? They usually go a little silent as it's the last question that was probably ever expected for me to ask. Sometimes our default is trained to go to a hustle, hustle, hustle approach. We think all we need to do is work harder, sacrifice a little more and grin and bear the struggle if we want to move forward and get to where we want to be. I found though that the alternative is what actually supports me to move forward the most by exploring how I can make my creative life easier on myself. For example, one of my really awesome clients recently was feeling super burnt out, overwhelmed, uninspired and disconnected in her business. She was pushing and pushing but not actually getting the breakthrough and clarity that she wanted. I encouraged her to explore how she could make it easier on herself and to experiment and see if taking a short step back and creating some space would actually help her to move forward more productively in the long run. And two weeks later on our next call, she was in an entirely different space. 
By deciding to make it easier for herself, she had breakthroughs after breakthroughs on how she wanted to move forward and she felt more confident and focused than ever. So much of the time, whenever I'm feeling resistance in my business or disconnected in my work, I try and explore how I could make it easier for myself. I think we believe the lie that work has to be hard for it to be worthwhile and meaningful. And although there's no denying the benefit of working hard, I don't believe that our creative life has to be as hard as we make it on ourselves sometimes. So next time that you're feeling stuck, try asking yourself how you could make it easier on yourself and see if that can support you to move forward on your own terms in an intentional and purposeful way. Number four is ego, ego, ego. Ryan Holiday wrote in his book, Ego is the Enemy, Ego is the enemy of what you want and of what you have, of mastering a craft, of real creative insight, of working well with others, of building loyalty and support, of longevity, of repeating and retaining your success. It repulses advantages and opportunities. And I really believe that this is true for every single one of us. Ego can hold us back from fulfilling our potential, doing meaningful and joyful work, and truly enjoying this journey and finding peace in it along the way too. My encouragement for you today, first and foremost, is to read Ego as the Enemy, if possible. It really is fantastic. And then also have a super honest conversation with yourself about the ways your ego shows up in your journey and also what triggers it along the way. For example, maybe you find your ego is triggered when you crave validation and commit to projects that aren't actually aligned to the work you want to do, but would feel very validating on an external level. Or maybe your ego flares up when it comes to comparison and jealousy. Or maybe you battle with wanting instant gratification and you struggle with devoting yourself fully to the journey whatever it is once we identify it that's when we can hopefully start to move past it and not allow it to hold us back along the way in our work and our lives number five is being disconnected from your core values vision and intentions we have to know what a big-hearted life looks like for us if we're going to cultivate and build it along the way Being connected to the core values that guide and shape our work and our life, having focus and clarity around what the vision for our business and our life is, and holding ourselves accountable to our intentions and our goals is how we actually live wholeheartedly and run a big-hearted business. An exercise for you is to get super focused on your core values, vision, and intentions for this season of your life. Ask yourself, how do I want to feel in my work and my life in this season? What core values do I want to prioritize and honor in this season of my work and my life? What do I want to make space for in this season? And what intentions and goals do I want to hold myself accountable to and work towards? And last but not least, number six is lack of white space and margin. Whether you're naturally wired to prefer being a little bit more go, 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 or like me, you crave quiet and a slower pace, I think we can never underestimate the power of margin and white space in our creative work and lives. When we're overscheduled and overworked with no space to breathe and think, we don't hold the space for ourselves to stay connected to the things that matter most and prioritize time for reflection and rest along the way. White space and margin looks different for everyone. For some, it's dedicated time off each week and throughout the year to fully step away from the business. For others, it's time dedicated to exercise or physical activities that give them space to switch off. And for others, it's dedicated time each day to meditate, journal or reflect. Whatever white space looks like for you, my encouragement is to find a way to build it into your routine and see how by doing less, you may actually have more clarity, focus and fulfillment along the way. I also have some articles over my blog about wholehearted living and working and the things that can get in the way of a productive and joyful daily grind that I will link to in the show notes that you can find over at makeithappenpodcast.com. I hope this episode can be a jumping off point for you to explore some of the things that may be getting in the way for you right now when it comes to big hearted living and working and more than anything just to be a reminder to keep on giving yourself permission to live your creative life on your own terms every step of the way. 
As always, I'm rooting for you and if you'd like to connect more, you can over at jencarrington.com where you can read my blog for creatives and sign up for letters from me to you straight to your inbox every other Sunday and also find out how we can work together too. Until next time, thank you so much for listening today and I hope you have a wonderful day ahead.